right. The Bad Podcast. It is Friday, October 20th, 7.10 p.m. I'm Drew. And I'm Brett. Welcome back. Episode 007. We got two heavy-hitting guests today. We got Mike Soares and Lucas Bentes. Thank you guys for joining us. Of course. I'm happy to be here. Dude, we've been wanting you guys to be on here for a while, and I'm so happy that it came to fruition. I really <laughs> Me too. Am. It Very all just fell in place. Oh, yeah. We were actually talking about something right before we started. We were talking about body language, and I kind of like put it behind me because like mm-hmm. I wanted to save it for the start of this. Okay. But you said you like like you're like I study that shit for a living. Yeah. What do you mean by that? So, in fitness, <coughs> a lot of it is well, a little bit of it is sales. So, for example, like even though we are training individuals, a lot of it's like like psychological and like when I'm pitching myself to an individual, I have to study how they react. Some people will back away when you're talking to them. Sometimes you'll sit forward, react, see if they sit forward too, that means that they're interested. So Mm -hmm. a bunch of little cues like that subconsciously is like, you'll notice them, the individual you're talking to has no idea. But like little things like that, I find like really cool. Your brain is like unconsciously like processing. And like you, like when you know how to do it, like you can like just put like the open posture, like Mm -hmm. confident, grounded. And like mm-hmm. it unconsciously makes them trust you more and like exactly. want to buy or want to like train with you, whatever exactly, that is. Exactly, exactly. And like a lot of times there'll be like a something that we are taught is like a subconscious yes train. So like I'm trying to explain to like if you want to train with me, right? Mm-hmm. I'd be like, so I know you want to lose that weight, right? You'd be like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Be like so I know you made a timeline with it. Like we want to get it in this point, this point, this point, right? And you're like, yeah. And you keep getting yeah. And then I'm like, so you're gonna train with me? It's like a. Yeah, you know what I mean? So look a little shit like that. Yeah, yeah, you're priming. Exactly. You're working them up for it. That's so sneaky. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Morality of business. (laughs) But trapping people. It's conditioning, man. It is. Subconscious conditioning. I love it. I think that the body language is just a sign that we're still primates. Like, it really is just just totally manifest. It's just Mm -hmm. like the dominant one is just generally more open, more confident, Mm -hmm. showing showing the vulnerable areas. And like... A lot of people are just like totally like people don't think about it but like when you cross your bot like central line like it's a sign of just like weakness really mm-hmm. so i was actually reading a little bit about how women a lot more times are being taught to not 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 to cross their legs but even when they're little like they're taught to sit cross and sit close and not take up that much mm. space similar to what you're saying like men are more dominant they like chest up you know what i mean take up a lot of space so little things like that i find so interesting <laughs> for sure maybe that's why men like push farther in business because yeah. like they're unconsciously like the, like when they're talking in a workroom, like everybody's like, oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like and just because they're unconsciously like feeding into that energy that he's putting off. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I think body language is the most important thing, yeah. especially like for the interviews that I've given or like interviews that I've been in. You always got to keep in mind your body language because it's just like it reflects like a level of confidence. And if you're just like, I'm talking to you and I'm just like slouching and I'm like looking down and I'm just super awkward, you're gonna be like, what's up with this dude? Mm-hmm. But yeah. if I'm like sitting with a good posture and I'm like talking smiling looking at you you know changes the game absolutely exactly same with what we were just saying like even though a lot of people just think oh sit tall it looks good subconsciously you're taking up a lot more space a little bit more dominant something Mm. we were just mentioning so I like I like relating a little shit like that you know what I mean and I learned about how in public speaking with Lisa Troy shout out to Lisa Troy (laughs) (laughs) public speaker with her she was talking about how even if you're nervous if you like take up more room and you like present yourself like you're not nervous and super confident you actually build your confidence fake it till you make yeah, it yeah fake it till you make it and then <laughs> fake it till you become it and then you yeah. actually become more confident and you're able to kill whatever it is you need to kill sometimes i'm like talking to somebody like I'll wa- i'm watching their body language and they're like starting to angle away from me and like i just see that they're not invested in the conversation mm-hmm. anymore and i'm like all right dude like 
I don't want to take up any more of your time. Like, you lose ha- have a nice day. Exactly. Yeah. It's so important. It's absolutely so important. I think body language and like just the, your downright attitude are the two most important things because you can say anything. You can bullshit anything else in life, you know, but the attitude that you have towards something and the way you present it is everything. Yeah, of course. And even like in my expertise in my career, like I know fitness is a lot of people just think it's like moving weights, but like it translates to other aspects of life. Like discipline. We were just speaking about discipline prior to this. Like Lucas is a prime example of that. Like even though you're you're fit it's fitness, you're moving weights and such, it's like you set yourself a goal and you accomplish it. You know it takes a while. Same thing, you can relate that to other parts of life. Completely unrelated to fitness, you know. Dude, I mean? the barbell teaches you so much more. Oh, I don't even want to. I could talk. I could talk all day. I don't know. Just the gym, or just a fit. The f- journey to fitness, or the journey to being the fit man that I wanted to be my whole life has just taught me twenty times more than I've learned that. Milford High, Bridgewater <laughs> State. Shout so out Milford far. High. No Shout out Milford High. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's just crazy how much you learn, like discipline. Just res- like your confidence goes up. You learn to respect yourself, and then I don't know. It's just being in the gym. I think is the greatest thing that's ever happened, and everyone needs to um, have some level. Have some, yeah. Mm. Have some level at least, or like some sort of physical activity because it really does change your life, especially seeing the progress like that you've worked so hard for and then like seeing it over time like if i look back at a picture of me in high school and i weighed 160 i look like you could break my arm <laughs> you know I, you could just snap it with a karate chop and now it's like good luck breaking my arm <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you can't bullshit the, i'm sorry go ahead i was gonna say i feel like a lot of people have misconceptions too in our culture about fitness where they mm-hmm. feel like it's like it's a state that you arrive at or like i'm fit like now mm-hmm. i'm fit versus I feel like it's a it's a constant state of your life yeah. where you it's like a journey towards fitness and a journey towards living like a healthier lifestyle. Whereas some people just think like I need to get fit. Mm-hmm. Like once I do this, I'll be fit, and then I'm fit. Yeah, but no. it's not like that. It's not that at all. Like fitness, like moving weights is just one part. Movement, nutrition, regeneration. Mm-hmm. Like and I, especially you two, you guys always speak about yoga and like stretching, for example. Like mm-hmm. it's not just about that. It's moving towards a healthier lifestyle. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? converts it throughout that i just want to be able to like like because i'm not like this ethereal brett i'm yeah. a body yeah and like i'm gonna have to navigate around the physical world and mm-hmm. if i can do that more pain-free stronger and at, at the bottom of it it's fun to be strong <laughs> it is. it's it is. fun and it's like one of the most rewarding things you'll ever do yeah and not cool. only that but like you can't bullshit the barbell which is what nope. i like like you can bullshit a lot of your life but if you can't lift that weight you can't lift that weight exactly mm-hmm. there's no lying it's tr- it's humbling and it just like it speaks to your work ethic you know because you can through time like if you're like you said right if you're just bullshitting it you come into the gym once a week or like you can go even seven times a week but you come in and you do like one push-up and you leave you're just there to like say that you're there you know you're gonna know and after like a year or two years you're still gonna come in you're still gonna do one push-up maybe two and people are gonna be like wow you've been hitting this for a while but like you go in there and you just give it 110%. You give it everything you got and you're just going to make some changes and people are really going to notice and everyone's going to be like, wow. Like, There's a lot of people that message me and they're like, holy shit, like, what's going on? You, you're like a different person. And I'm like, hell yeah, I am. And they're like, I really admire your work ethic and everything. And you just inspire other people through what you do, you know, and you don't even do much. Like, mm. I just pick up like, <laughs> a, I just pick up a barbell. Yeah, you know? I yeah. just put some weights on there. That does nothing but... It speaks so much to other people and other people 
really do believe they can do everything or like anything through uh, seeing what you're doing. Of course, mm. motivation. Mm-hmm. That's like something mm. I absolutely love. That's one of my number one goals. Like being popular is cool and such, but like one of my biggest things is I want to have an outreach with a lot of individuals to try to motivate as many people as I can. Mm. For you sure. Know? And like that's why like a lot of social media can have its positives and negatives, but like one of my biggest things is like I love social media because one, yeah, there's negatives to it, but you can connect with a lot of people out like an easier way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Being able to receive messages like that are so humbling. But also, like, seeing that, like, you're affecting other people around you is, like, an incredible feeling. You know what I mean? See, I struggle with, like, the mo- like motivating people on there. Because, like, sometimes I'm, like, like, I'll fall into it. I'll be, like, no, I'm doing this for myself. Like, I'm, mm. this run isn't for nobody else. Like, yeah. I don't need to post this shit. But mm. then I'm, like, but people, like, it might, like, m- like seeing people, me- seeing people seeing me go for a run might make them, like, exactly. like you know mm-hmm. what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jog around the board yeah. once. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, almost a little selfish yeah. of me not to, mm-hmm. to share. No, of course, like, I think one of the ways, not to perfect it, but, like, some of my posts, it's one, like, for example, Instagram. Mm -hmm. I post a lot on Instagram, and it's basically like a personal diary for myself to look back. But if you're able to post for yourself and motivate others at the same time, like, that's, that's like, you know what I'm saying? You're you're doing your thing. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) After, uh, After Nate listened to our Chris episode, he told me that, he was actually motivated just from the listening to that podcast, and he was like, "Oh shit, I, I gotta do something right now. I'm gonna go, <laughs> go for a run." That's the he best. He went for exactly. a run right after listening to the podcast, yeah. and he cold showered the next day. Hell yeah, dude. that's yeah, literally too. the best. Cold shower, cold showers, cold shower, dude. man. Is that a big thing? Oh, oh that is the thing. <laughs> Talk to me about it. Talk to me about it. Yeah. About All right, shower. so like we live in like the world now where when it's hot we have AC, when it's cold we have heat, we have warmth. So. Our body never has to actually make any warmth for itself. The body is totally like your heat, like temperature regulation. Yeah, your temperature regulation systems. If you don't, if in nature, if you don't use it, you'll lose it. So what a cold shower does is it puts you in this. You have to get start getting comfortable being uncomfortable, and you have to start making your own heat for yourself. Of course. And it start. It doesn't start like as cold as you can. Like it starts just like, like just think about. Like every like in America, people think a shower is this pleasure box. Like, like have you ever gotten the shower and just cleaned yourself in like lukewarm water? Like people have never that's never even crossed their mind. Mm-hmm. And then like it starts just having the lack of warmth, and it's not necessarily uncomfortable. And then you just work farther and farther, or it could just be a little cold at the end of it. Yeah, and it's like. It's energizing. Like when I get out of a hot shower, I feel like groggy, man. Go to bed. And then sometimes yeah. you start sweating right after it too. Dude, I was just going to say that. I used to take a hot shower and, and I'm the king of hot showers. Dude, I'd turn it all the way to the point where it's almost uncomfortable because I like it. But I would get out of the shower in the morning and I would be already sweating. Yeah. Like I'd put my I'd put my shirt on and before I even leave the dorm, I'd have like sweat stains. But after a cold shower, dude, first off, I feel like I drank like two cups of coffee minus the jitters. Mm-hmm. I just feel energized. I feel ready to start the day. And and I feel like my consciousness has been honed forward. And I just, dude, it just feels, it feels great. Mm-hmm. And I can spend, due to that, I can spend longer times out in the cold. I used to be so uncomfortable walking across campus just like back and forth to class in the winter. Mm-hmm. Dude, I can do it in like a t-shirt or a hoodie now and I feel great. So I've had a... I used to not anymore, but I used to have a horrible sweating problem. Like I used to go to the doctor, get like prescription deodorant, and then similar to what you guys are speaking like about like being able to adjust, like self-adjust with your body instead mm-hmm. of like if you're cold, put a hoodie on. Like your body isn't really reacting to that. Mm-hmm. So little by little, I started like if I'm really hot, I'm not gonna take my shirt off. I'm just gonna relax, breathe. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. similar with that, being able to do that, like my body's adapted a little bit. Not that I don't sweat. But I sweat yeah. so much more. Like you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I always talk I to you about yeah. sweating. Very sweaty people. Yeah. Yeah. I think I actually, a lot of it. Oh, 
I, no, I've just quickly, I've read that, that fit people start sweating before fat people because of their temperature regulation yeah. kicks in really quickly. Yeah. Their body's reacting to it being overheated. I can't remember the last time I wasn't sweating. I'm like sweating that. right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I wake up in the morning, I'm sweating. It could be negative 10 degrees outside. Yeah. I'll be sweating and I'll be hot. It's just funny how it works. But the thing with the cold shower, I think it's super interesting because I think it's also like, it also trains your mind a lot and it's mm, like your mentality discipline, discipline. Yeah. back to the discipline yeah back yeah. to the discipline but it's facing your fear too. you exactly. want to cop out like yeah. when you're well, the first you time when it. i first started the cold showers you time them and i was like all right i'm gonna do three minutes and i'm talking cold like you turn on the shower just enough for mm -hmm. water to come yeah. out and and you stand there for a minute and you're like i can't do this mm -hmm. but then you're like yes i can it's yeah. cold water it's not gonna kill me yeah. and you stand there and you're, you're when you get under the cold water your body immediately just starts breathing deeper and you it's it's just like an automatic reaction yeah and that that breathing is just producing heat of course have you ever heard of wim hof yeah of course That's somebody a... somebody may have explained something <laughs> the church of wim hof <laughs> <laughs> i literally convert people to love it <laughs> but like i at like base we're mammals and like our body combusts yeah. like Food sources, oxygen's number one. You can you can't even go minutes without oxygen. You can go days without food and water. Mm. But our body converts oxygen to heat is what we really do. So like when you're in the cold shower, your body needs more heat. So all of a sudden you start breathing deeper. Like if I'm sick and like a little junky in the chest, like you get in a cold shower, all of a sudden you just start working and it's mm -hmm. like of course. everything just starts moving around. But I guess what actually happens is like you get in and like all your veins around your core seal off because it's cold and like it wants to hold all the like blood in the vitals mm -hmm. and then it realizes that it can survive so it actually like like the veins open farther than they like wider than they would before mm -hmm. and then like so it's actually really a vein workout and then it sends it to your extremities of course so you're actually like doing like a vein and a artery workout yeah like with fr like frostbite for example like your body shuts down the, it's hardest to get your blood to your extremities mm -hmm. that's why like when you're really cold like your hands go numb your feet go numb mm -hmm. but being able to train yourself in that situation like that and like keeping one keeping your your heat in your core and then being able to train yourself to expand it out is like what you were mentioning before like a great vein workout you know what i mean mm. we're so western yeah <laughs> we're so like no we're so work like workout hit it hard yeah. wait all nah, day nah. we never we're not i like working in some days it's yeah. like all right let's make let's work on some breathing let's mm -hmm. work on some like the fundamentals yes yeah, mm. like we were talking about stretching like like you know. some of the people that i train so i train this bodybuilder and he's like luke twice luke's size right he works on all the big muscle group. Yes, big boy, big boy. And than Luke. I went to go have him do a, a proper squat, proper form, breathing properly. We had a 20-pound dumbbell, 20-pound dumbbell. Do it, right? He was struggling because, one, he didn't have his proper function. Like, his core wasn't functioning properly. He wasn't able to breathe properly. And, like, if he had done that throughout his whole training regimen, like, he'd be twice as strong. You know what I mean? And being able, like you preach all mm -hmm. the time, having a strong core, mm -hmm. everything oh, else yeah. develops. You yep. know what I mean? We're really just legs and a core. <laughs> like when you think these are just these like are just extremities there. dude yeah. kind of just flailing yeah. <laughs> yeah. just there to pick things up i think the temperature regulation works in both directions too it's important to to train yourself in cold but the sauna is another example where you want to teach yourself how to deal with extreme heat mm -hmm. of course it's getting comfortable being uncomfortable yeah. mm. like you're like all right it sucks but it's not gonna kill me something like, i always tell my clients is like I don't want to use money as a reference, but some of them are like, I can't do this. I can't do this. I'm like, if I had a million dollars in front of you right now, are you going to do another three reps? And like, of course. I'm like, that's your, like, you that, that's how your ideology your should push. be at all times. You know what I mean? You don't mm -hmm. have to use money. I'll just use an example. Mm. But like similar to what you're speaking, like 
in the shower. Like if I had this, like if this was my end goal, like if you cared about the end goal that much, you're gonna do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're not gonna die. Like if you're in a cold mountain, like with <laughs> no clothes, are you gonna just be like, I can't? Yeah. Just lay down. Like no, you're no, gonna get you're out gonna of keep there. Keep going exactly. Yeah. It's crazy, man. You only self-develop when you you're put against these extreme, not extreme, but difficulties. Absolutely. Yeah, when you dude. face these monsters head on, it's what makes you stronger. So you adapt. Yep. Yeah, the human body is very adaptable. I learned that. I mean, it can adapt to anything. We yeah. humans anything. live in all types of climates all yeah. over the world. So, I mean, if you're telling me some Eskimo can fall asleep in an igloo mm -hmm. surrounded by snow, then we can all take like a five-minute cold shower. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's yeah. all. It all has to do with it's your mind. I think it all has to do with your mindset. Like in Split, remember when we were watching it in Split? The guy, uh, not the guy, what is one split? of the. It was the movie where the guy has like multiple personality disorder. Oh, okay. And he like one second he's like an old woman, and then the next second, but he like kills people and he's crazy. But the lady was talking about how with people with multiple personality disorder, you can have a like a twenty year old man, right? There's a twenty year old man right in front of you, but he thinks he's a fifty year old woman, right? And now he's struggling picking up groceries. He's struggling like putting tea in a cup or something. But then another personality can be a 25-year-old powerlifter, and all of a sudden he can lift 500 pounds and, like, squat wow. 700 pounds, you know? And it, it's, like, so interesting because I think there's just so much potential in your mind that's yeah. just unlocked. Of course. And, yeah, I watch a lot of, like, Navy SEAL documentaries and everything like that because I just think it's so interesting. And one of the most interesting one was the one uh, I forgot what they were saying, but they, he was talking about how you're – when you're when you you your mind wants to give up your body is only 40 percent done mm. so you just have an extra 60 percent to push through you mm. know and i think with the thing you said if you had a million dollars right in front of you of course they would do that you of know course. i think about yeah. that all the time like I'm, I'm my body is about to like shut down and i'm just like no it's not it's just my mind is trying to give up so i can do another 10 reps you know mm. and then you go until you literally fail and it's all about what's in your head going always. back to where you're explaining so i was doing a little bit of research especially after because you you were pretty intrigued with the movie split mm -hmm. i did a, i was intrigued too i'm pretty intrigued with mine and like it's crazy how different individuals with like not crazy but multiple different multiple uh personality disorders like with different personalities <laughs> when they're active the neuromuscular like connections like weaken or, or strengthen so for example yeah. like when they think that they're like an old woman like they become this, this, an old yeah, woman. Yeah, like there's the mm -hmm. neurological like connections between like the mind and the muscle weaken. And it's like, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's so crazy. Cool. It's crazy. It's like cool. Like you think you're an old woman yeah. and you literally become an old woman. Just like I had this experience the other day, actually two days ago. Where you became to, an old woman? No. no <laughs> <laughs> I became an old man. I was trying to deadlift and I was trying to put up 405 pounds, which I can normally do for like at least 15 mm -hmm. and I, I go in there and I had just failed at a, a PR attempt I tried 600 pounds I didn't get it and I was like whatever I'm just gonna go down to 405 and rep it out and I could not lift it mm -hmm. like for the life of me I just couldn't lift it and I was like I don't understand what's going on because usually I could do this but I was just doubting myself even before I got in there and then I was like I can't do this I can't do this and I would go and I literally couldn't move it I like I would try so hard that I would almost faint, but like the weight would not move. Mm -hmm. But even though the next day I went in there and I just repped out 500 pounds because I was like, I can do this, you Mentality. know. So it's just, it's crazy how things work in your head. It's insane, dude. It's, look at these like moms who like have cars on her, their kid, and all of a sudden yeah, they can lift pick up a up. car, dude. Yeah, <laughs> it's like your body can do it, but your mind is what's stopping you. Yeah, but you it's also. Your mind's also the tool to keep you from getting injured too, which is pretty cool because yeah. if you were mm. just a body with like with a brainstem, you'd be 
you'd be maxing yourself out way past your limits, but your brain is there to, to be that like that quality control almost. Mm -hmm. But it's it's interesting how you can strike that balance between having your brain protect your body and allowing it to push you forward. Of course. Mm -hmm. Do you have any tricks, Lucas or Mike, that you use to keep yourself uh, motivated or disciplined on a daily basis? Yeah. Um, so this is kind of a little personal, not really personal, but something that I keep motivated, try to be the best individual I can is for my family. Like, not that I'm supporting a family or anything like that, but like my mom, my sister, my stepdad, my father, they always push me and like, not that I want to be the, the number one like supporter of the fam, but like, you know what I'm saying? You want to take care of your family. Mm, right. And like, for example, it all correlates back together. Like, even though I have a fitness job, like I try to be the best I can be at that. Not to make like the most money, but try to be the best at what I'm at to like be the best human I can be mm -hmm. to be the best supporter for my fam. You know what I mean? Responsibility. Mm -hmm. Responsibility. And like, I've learned that from a very young age. Like my parents divorced when I was in sixth grade and I was basically the father figure for my sister. You know what I mean? So like, Learning those responsibilities at a young age really conditioned myself like to be disciplined with like different aspects. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. funny because we live in a culture where responsibility is it's it's like dying. Yeah. yeah. Like now, like the it's like the most like sought after thing and respected and praised thing is to like just let it all go <laughs> and just go on the road mm -hmm. and just forget everything. But mm -hmm. like like you're saying, like to stay home and lift that weight and carry the people. Like of course, that's what being humans about, dude. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're like I, I want to go, but like I got shit here, man. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Like if I if I not that if I had the opportunity, like if I really want to go to LA, I could. But like, I've been out there three times, and I love it there. But you have real world responsibilities. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, student loans. I want to pay those off to be done with. You know what I mean? Like, help my sister's about to go to college. I want to help my mom out. You know what I mean? Little things like that keep me here. You know what I mean? So, yeah. and I have no problem with that. It doesn't like I, it's not that it's holding me back. Mm. It's just making me a better human. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So, and you want like like energy and shit in the yeah. morning yeah, like, exactly. Like, exactly like little sis man yeah. like those my jeans mm -hmm. <laughs> literally yeah so yeah that's what motivates me dude i want to circle back to when we were talking about the gym and uh, barbells and lifting weights lucas i know that you originally when i first met you um what was it sophomore junior year mm -hmm. um you were mainly about hitting the gym crushing weights yeah. And I've seen you transition, not so much transition, but I've seen you kind of adapt, not, not the right word, but Become um, more functional. Mm -hmm. no, I've, I've seen you, I've seen you transition. adopt rather, mm -hmm. um, the body weight workouts and yeah. handstands. And, and I see that you love those yeah. and that you've honestly, you've made it work so well. Like you have, you have exceeded Brett and I in our handstands. No, I don't, think we, I don't think so. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Dude, I've Come seen on, the videos, no. man. You're, no. you're, I mean, if not exceeded then you have you've reached them much quicker than it than we have i mean mm -hmm. it took us a long time and you just were right behind us in a second it took me years <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nah. like i said it just goes back to the discipline you know i just one thing that really sticks with me is the rock the rock's like my idol and one <laughs> and he said stay hungry stay humble and always be the hardest person working in the room mm. so it's like it's just something that really sits with me like everywhere i go i just like i love seeing other people work hard but i want people to know me for working hard like i don't care what like you can for anything else like i want people to know me for my work ethic and for my drive and that's like what i want that's what i want from me to inspire other people you know because i want other people to be like oh if he can do it because I'm just another person. I consider myself just another person. I'm not better than anyone else. I'm not worse than anyone else. I'm just another dude living this life. But 
Hmm. I think I work harder than a lot of people, and that's what I want everyone else to see. To see. A lot of times, me and Lucas have taken a few long car rides, like different places. And one thing that stuck with me is one time he, we were talking about social media, and I asked him like, "Why do you like posting?" And he was like, "A lot of people, I get that question a lot." And one thing that he, like, one reason that he posts a lot is so people can see that he's. This isn't bullshit. Like he's working at it every mm. single day. He's not. It's not like he's talent, like gifted. You know what I mean, some people are physically more gifted than others, but there's work there. You know what I mean? Like the quote you said before. Like what was the talent? Beats hard work. <laughs> um, <laughs> hard work beats talent. talent, 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 talent exactly. Hard, hard. Exactly. And like, it's good to be gifted, but then like you have to work for it. You, you know? have to like, use the gift. And like, exactly, you have to use the gift. And as we could physically see, like literally on our phones every day, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like we see that he's working at it, you know? So mm -hmm. it's pretty cool. And that's the thing. And I want people to realize like Rome wasn't built in the day, you know? You can't just wake up and be good at something. Like mm. I've never considered myself to be a talented person. I've never considered myself to be like creative or above anything else. Like I've always just considered myself to be an average dude. So I just wanted something like coming into college. I just wanted something that was going to have me like stick out from other people and I want that to be like the work ethic you know and that is why I do post a lot of videos and yeah. just like pictures in general because people gotta see you know what it's it nice, takes yeah, yeah you gotta see what it takes yeah. like to be I able to, to see it. it's yeah. like he's out there grinding that exactly yeah. Yeah. you have to see what it takes to be able to get where you want and that's the amount of work you have to put in and I don't cheat I don't do anything I literally just all natty, grind, bro. yeah. All natty and grinding. All natty, that Brazilian food, all right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Brazilian food may be a little cheating, but <laughs> <laughs> shit. Hey, you're still banging out the hands, yeah, though, exactly. and that's all that matters. Dude, how have you liked that so far? Have you been really enjoying getting into that bodyweight work? Yes, handstanding is the best thing on it's earth. So and fun. I love what I love the most is like when you post a video, you can your form can be the like slightly off, and everyone just messages you like you're wrong and yeah. i'm just like what let me see you try like yeah. i'm standing on my hands yeah what is your like, problem? this is so <laughs> hard and um, my people body's will be, totally inverted yeah people will be like oh your legs are too forward or like you're you're not pointing enough and i'm mm -hmm. just like come on everyone does it their own way yeah. but thanks for the tips yeah don't let anyone sell i hate when people try to sell someone on like the universal way like yeah this is the only way you can do it like exactly. bodies all are different man and you mm -hmm. gotta work from body to body yeah and it's yeah. hard to have the shoulder mobility when I just started trying to like be flexible in handstands like a couple months ago. So before it was all like yeah, your shoulder mobility yeah. is ass. I have that day. <laughs> no, I don't have mobility. Period. So mm -hmm. it's really difficult. Yeah, I'm working on mobility. Yeah. Yeah. So you need to work I on wish. that stability, dude. Yeah, Drew can literally go like almost all the you way. I see some cool peep. This. Oh, oh, oh yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, a little trick. Drew's gonna yeah. rap. <laughs> 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 Touches the side of the face. No, it's pretty cool. Um, so a lot of training is scientifically based, right? So like, first thing you want to work on is mobility, because like you may have the strength for it, but if you can only move this amount of like distance, what's what's the point? No point. So you need to work on the mobility, get that mm -hmm. whole range of motion. Mm -hmm. After you have the mobility, you work on stability, mm -hmm. being stable while going through the movements. Then you combine that shit together. That's when you're the most and then strong. Your strength pops your strength pops and then you exactly start strength yeah that's why you have to vary all, it people let their ego get in the way yeah mm -hmm. and they're like i can't just squat the bar like i need to like i can squat yep. more than that and it's like no yeah. but i get that but you should start just squat you should start with no bar yeah right. you should start like and stay active in the whole way up and down this like over mm -hmm. the summer i realized that 
I was really only like active in like the first third of my squat and then I would drop to the bottom and catch it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like I worked on staying active and strong the whole way down. Yeah, and exactly. It was like a process. Yeah. But now my squat is like so much stronger. Way better. Was, yeah. Like I don't often push heavy weights. Like mm -hmm. I really just like, I'm pretty much just body weight. Yeah. But still, I, I feel strong. I'm strong. Like, see, I'm coming from the exact opposite end. I consider myself like a creative. Like I've always just been in my head like, never in my body like mm -hmm. skinny asthmatic gamer mm -hmm. like and now i'm really like discovering my body and like i'm addicted to it i love it it's so much it's like, so cool i'm stronger than i've ever been in my whole life and i'm happier and more fulfilled than i've ever been yeah. in my whole life because yeah. of it exactly mm -hmm. it's a shame that some people don't get to experience that like how much they can push their oh good all right <laughs> <laughs> thank you boys <laughs> ba -ba -da -ba. we're back Hello and welcome back. <laughs> Episode eight. <laughs> Episode eight is here. All right. Do we remember what we were talking about? Uh, you had a point you were gonna bring up right when the cameras cut out. Oh. <laughs> it's gone. Yeah, it's all good. You know, what we should talk about mm. what is the most awkward thing that's ever happened in your life. Oh. <laughs> Can I start? <laughs> yes. Oh, fuck. Okay. Oh, so I knew this like senior at when I went into high school. So I went to a private high school. Mm -hmm. So like I didn't know any basically I knew like two kids going in and he's like, okay, dude, we're going to pull you up on stage tomorrow. And I was like, okay, whatever. So they pulled me up on stage and literally it was like this game show. And I didn't say anything the whole time. Like everyone else was answering everything. So I was like, all right. Cause we were, I think we were two points ahead, like the teams. So I was like, okay, one more question. I'm going to troll. So he was like, what's the answer to this? And I, I just completely gave a bullshit answer. I was like, uh, a lot. And he was like, uh, no, definitely not the answer. <laughs> and the whole school like simultaneously started going, go home, freshman, Damn. go home. And I'm just sitting there just like looking at the crowd, just like berating <laughs> me. And I'm like, this is my high school experience. <laughs> it was rough. <laughs> oh, my God. Who's next? I'll go next. I'm trying to think. So, uh, me and my ex-girlfriend, shout out Jen real quick. Uh, me and my ex-girlfriend, we're still friends, you know, we're good. Um, so, we were at the club. You guys know how I club promote this, any other thing. Oh, yeah. And we were chilling, having a good time, and she walked away, or I, I walked away, and then I came back. I was just saying hi to her, this, that, and the other thing. And I look up, there's, like, music, people, DJ blasting, whatever, and I go down, and, like, I look down, I mean, and I, something just didn't process in my head, and I just went and kissed a girl right on her forehead, and then I turned back. And I see Jen looking right at me from like a like four people like forward, mm. and I was like, "Oh, what?" And then it turned out it wasn't Jen, so I just ran away. But she knew what happened. She knew what happened. So. It's funny because mine is very similar. To really? That. Yeah. So it actually happened last year, I think, at ECC, and I walk in. And there's this girl that I thought was my like a friend that I know, and you know, like it's like in my culture to kiss people on the cheek, like to yeah. greet them and everything. Yeah. So I thought I thought I knew this girl. It looked just looked just <laughs> like one of my friends from the back. Uh -huh. So I go up to her and like I gave her a kiss on the cheek, and she turns around, and it was just some random girl <laughs> I've never seen in my life, and I'm looking at her, and she's looking at me, and I said. I am so sorry. I thought you were one of my best friends. And she, and she looks at me and she goes, well, I'm so sorry. I thought you were my boyfriend. And I was like, can I we? I can be. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, can we both agree to never speak about this again? And she was like, agreed. Damn. And then I left. Wow. So wow. shout out to that girl. Just, like, <laughs> from the actual mic. At least she was like somewhat understanding about it. And you had this like agreement that 
that was a horrendous yep. experience yeah. and you she started part ways. dying that's hilarious I was at least so, it was mutual and i know like it was slap so you it was so awkward oh my lord i'm like awkward talking about it now i feel, so bad. I feel like i traumatized that girl really she was like, oh, yeah. like <laughs> and I don't even remember what she looks like because like, like my yeah. mind blocked it off. You know when your mind like blocks it, yeah. my mind like blocked off all aspects of that memory. Like I don't remember yeah. anything except that. Mm. Uh, I'm sorry to that girl if they're watching this. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh man, dude, it's it's tough to think of like the most awkward experience of my life because I feel like my entire life is this like culmination of, <laughs> of, of, like, of random awkward encounters that happen to me on a daily basis. And they just like, they all add up. But the one that came to mind for me was, I think it was my, it was the first day or one of the second days back or something of a sophomore year at BSU. Mm-hmm. And there was this kid that I thought I recognized from, from like this house party that I had gone to a lot and he was always there yeah and and he was sitting with this one kid that i had met in class so i'm like oh these like i think just recognizing the one kid from class kind of made that connection in my mind it was like oh i know these people mm-hmm. and i just like i i like walked up behind this kid and i'm just like pat him on the shoulder i'm like my dude like how we doing and i like sit down at the table and everyone's like looking at me and i'm like man long time no see how was your summer and he's like like everyone was just quiet and he's like I don't know you. <laughs> he didn't even play along. Like, Damn. like I, he's just like, dog, I don't know you. And I'm like, no, like, I'm pretty sure we went out. Like you were at a house party last uh-huh. week. He was like, I don't party. Damn. I'm like, oh. I look at the other kid and he's like, I don't even think he remembered me from class. So I, at that point I'm just like, Oh, well I must have the wrong person here. Like uh, humor me, man. Come yeah. On. Like they were all just like, so I, I mean, it was like a funeral at that table. Like they were not having it. I was like, all right. Uh, Sorry about that, guy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, get like, take mm. my tray and get out of there. I feel you on that. <laughs> Imagine too. if you dropped your tray on the way back. Right? Oh. <laughs> that would have just added just to like, the awkwardness. Like yeah, and just drop <laughs> everything. <laughs> everything goes flying. Oh, God. Oh, no, dude, I definitely feel you on that. Like, Especially at school, going to like house parties out here. Like, One, you're drinking a little bit if you're 21 plus. No, I'm kidding. But um, <laughs> you drink a little bit and you meet like 10 people at a time course you're not gonna remember everybody's names and like some i feel so bad like some people i'd see every day after the parties and like i forgot their name and i just yeah. like, hey bro how you doing and it'd be like an everyday thing yeah no homeboy for like two years that's <laughs> i'm just like hey bro it was good like, that's why i call everyone guy, guy or like hey, man guy. hey guy hey man yeah. even like your closest friend you just call him mm. guy or man just because yeah no one gets a name if i don't remember one name no one yeah. no one's <laughs> named no joke i've tried to start like filing people under a name Really? Like, I don't think, like, oh, that's John. I think, oh, that's a John. <laughs> that's and a then, like, I think of, like, every other John that I know, and I just, mm-hmm. like, play the association game. And it, it's honestly, like... It's worked. It works. He's got, like, a file cabinet in his head, and, he, like, each folder has a name on it. Like, <laughs> pull it out. Drew, and he just, like, Droosh. oh, like, look in the folder, and there's just a bunch of headshots. Like, these are all Mike's. <laughs> like, these are all Drew's. It works, uh, though. I hate names. Names are so hard to remember. I'm bad. No, terrible. Mm. Terrible. I don't know. Sometimes I like forget family members' names. Like, <laughs> I, I honestly think Point I have. You. Yeah, I, I'm just you? like, oh, like I'll go to a family party and I'll just be like, oh, who are you? And yeah. it's like, oh, that's like my stepdad's sister or something. Yeah, no and I'll be like, oh, I remember seeing you. I don't remember your name. Mm-hmm. Did you ever watch Parks and Rec? No. no. This character, uh, Ron Swanson, from it, he just like he's very antisocial and he he really doesn't like people getting like chummy with him uh-huh. so he's like uh when people around my workplace start to get too chummy with me 
I uh, call them by a different name to remind them how insignificant they are. <laughs> and like they just show a clip of like this girl handing him a folder and he's like he's like, Thank you, April. And just like like they look at him and he's like, Is that all? <laughs> hey, I got a question for y'all before I forget. So I'm not trying to get a little deep or anything like that, but what's the biggest difficulty you've ever experienced in your life? Anything. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. You can think about it. Go ahead, think about it. I think for me, dude, honestly, it's discipline. discipline. I suck at discipline, mm. like very badly. Um, I don't know. It It's more like like I have these ideas of what I want. Like I, I plan out my days and my weeks, mm-hmm. and I'm like, awesome. Like I'm going to do this, this, and that. But if one thing falls out of place and it like fucks up my whole schedule or my mm-hmm. whole idea, I kind of just like drop it off, and mm-hmm. I have to like do a hard reset almost. Like I have to shut down and then – and then uh, reevaluate, but I don't know. I, f- I feel like I'm super ADHD, so mm-hmm. my my attention just bounces to different things all yeah, day. Yeah. Like I'll be working really hard at something, and and one thought will just flash through my mind. I'm like, oh, gotta go do that right now. Yeah. So it's kind yeah, of yeah, time. it's the struggle of like keeping on task. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got you. I guess mine is like an ongoing one. I guess it'd be it kind of falls in line with yours, but it's like. The difficulty of like being myself and living up to what I think I really am. Mm. And like coming into college, like I thought I had to be something. I thought I had to be somebody that I wasn't. And I would like try to portray that. And then like I, I had a couple experiences and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to be myself. If people don't like me, like too bad. And it, it was just like, I don't know. It's scary at first to start like saying what you really think or saying what you really feel or like mm. just being that thing that's bubbling up inside of you. Yeah. But like get more and more positive reinforcement and people love when you're yourself. Exactly. Because like, I'm, I don't know. I don't really like fit into a lot of herds. Like mm-hmm. I'm like different type of kids. Yes. Like, so it's, and it's scary to like, to stick out and like yeah. be different. And not only that, but like living up to what I think I am. Like, I think I'm a person who's capable of much more work than the average person. And of like, course. When I don't live up to that, like, it's hard. And it's like, I don't know, just not being the person who you think you are at heart. Mm-hmm. It's difficult because you're like, why aren't I? Like, and you start blaming yourself. But Something that I've learned, I've kind of, like, lived by is, like, especially with, like, you, ca- not that you were caring about what people thought about you before, but something that I've thought about, like, if you can't control it, don't get upset about it, right? Mm. So, like, other individuals' opinions, if someone's talking shit about you, that's not you, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's them being negative. So don't get upset about it. You know what I mean, obviously, like, sorry, I mean, to a certain degree, you'll get upset, but you're not controlling that. Only be, only like, be conscious of like what you can't control, how you can better the situation, how you can learn from a situation. You know what I mean? And like being yourself, like some, like thinking about like that, has made me a much happier individual. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like only care, not only caring about what I can control, but thinking about what I can do to be happy and sticking mm-hmm. with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like out, it's out of my sphere, sphere of influence. Like yeah. mm-hmm. I can't change that shit. So exactly. Why worry about it? Yeah, for real. I think. I don't know like quite how to word it I guess I would say not being able to be yourself sometimes because I feel like a lot of people expect a lot from you all the time like we had this conversation multiple times where if I have like a a day off like a day where I'm just something's going wrong and like I'm upset people will be like oh you're Lucas you can't be upset Mm. you know or like uh, if I like am struggling with something oh but you're Lucas you can't struggle with that like what does that mean you know like not I feel like like a lot of people just hold you to like this like unrealistic expectation all the time and like I'm I talk a lot about how like you shouldn't like what matters is what you think of yourself but at the same time like 
I live my life for other people, you know, and like I live, that's how I live. So it's like hard for me when I, like I'm struggling with something and I feel like I can't connect with anyone because they'll, they're just going to like shun me or like mm. be like, no, you can't do that because you're you. And I'm like, but this is me, you know, so it's tough. I think like that connection is something I really struggle with, which is why like personally, I don't share a lot of problems with people. It's like hard for me. Mm too because i just feel like people are just gonna shoot me away and be like your problems aren't realistic because you're lucas like you yeah, can do yeah. anything and i'm it, just like but i can't like you're, like a, a, human. you're a prisoner to other people's idea of exactly you. yeah i was like gonna a, say like some false expectation of what they think i am of course it's like they put you on this pedestal yeah and then they're disappointed in you when yeah. you don't exactly when you don't live up to that ideal that, exactly. that they think you are like yeah. it's cool that they hold you to a high expectation but it's but you have to be you have to be realistic yeah. about it you yeah know what I mean? exactly that's the thing that bothers me the most i think yeah. out of everything but. i'll get a lot of times i'll be like oh mike why are you sad you're never sad mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying it's like okay to experience certain situations yeah i'm not i'm not a very sad individual but like yeah it's okay to feel certain emotions yeah, I know. when you're reacting to certain situations. And like, mm-hmm. it's sometimes natural, it's, man. yeah, it's natural. And sometimes it's worse when people are like, oh, you shouldn't be sad. Well, I mean, it's okay yeah. to like, they're cheering you up, but like, in a sense, like, they're telling you, you can't do this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, you can experience whatever. Yeah, it's like, I need you to be happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the thing, yeah. It's, that's the most annoying, the most difficult and annoying thing, I think. Yeah. See, I thought you were gonna go down a different avenue when you said living up to this, this expectation. Because one of the things that I noticed, because I, I never used to be involved at all in this institution. Like, I kind of just did my own thing, mm-hmm. hung out with friends, went to class, and that was about, I mean, I worked at CISO, but, like, I don't really consider that as, like, a heavy involvement. Mm-hmm. Where when you get involved on campus and you have these responsibilities, you also have to, you have to almost fake who you are because mm-hmm. you have to be professional. And... I don't know. It's just weird. Like you, you have this idea where when you're walking around campus, you're, you're like you said, living up to that expectation that people have for you. And now you're not only living for yourself, but you're living for others, mm-hmm. which is, I find that kind of difficult sometimes where you just want to be yourself, but you're but worried you that that might affect your other responsibilities mm-hmm. in life. No, of course. Definitely. Mm. I've really never had that problem because really? I've never had a job on campus, never been like, I'm general population, yeah. like totally. Mm-hmm. Like I'm held to no expectations. I like, I don't have to worry about running into a boss. So like mm-hmm. I have to worry about running into a teacher, but like, mm-hmm. I like, I don't have to watch my image. None of that stuff. Like yeah. I, I'm mm-hmm. just truly free to be myself and it's a blessing. Something that I've like tried to figure out in a sense like that, how can I be myself and still respect, like have a respectful image? Like, my job like is social media heavy like a lot of fitness posts and such and like especially in college like this is completely unrelated but like with clubs so our one of my teammates his cousin owns like a clubbing promotional company and like through that i was able to use social media to like one learn how to run businesses learn how to market you know what i mean be socially like learn how to speak to different people and like even lucas i I brought lucas to like the team and like one of the biggest compliments I can receive is when people look at me in the eye and they're like, if I would start a business, I want you a part of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because you understand how to function properly. It's not about money. It's like, you know how to compete and like figure things out and problem solve. You know what I mean? Like, even though, yeah, exactly. Play for the team. And like, mm-hmm. even though it's club promoting, I'm not even gonna lie to you, it's probably the most valuable job I've ever had. Like, and like when I had my interview at Equinox, it was fucking five interviews. And one of the most important things was the club promoting. I learned how to market. I learned how to talk mm. to people. Sales, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? How to frame it. How to frame it, exactly. And like little things like that 
I just love tying in. Even though, like, people are like, oh, you're clubbing, you're drinking with girls, this, that, and the other things. Nah, like, I'm working. Mm-hmm. Like, one of the, my favorite things, like, I feel like I'm very good at is, like, I'll be at, a cl- uh, at, like, a club or a party, and people think I'm just there to get drunk, but I'm networking. Mm-hmm. Networking is one of my favorite things to do. Because, mm-hmm. like, not that I want to meet as many people, but, like, the more people you know, the more connections you have. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's not like you're using people to benefit yourself, but mm-hmm. it's always great to do a favor for you. Like, if you, like... You have a truck and I need to move. Like, hey, Lucas, can you help me out? He helps me out. I'm going to help him out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We're being friends. They're not using each other. You know what I mean? So it's always good to have connections like that. Now, I have a question. How do you mediate between spreading yourself thin like that and also, like, giving the people who really matter to you their due? Yeah, so that's that's a very fine line. Um, You always got to be conscious about it. Like, going back to what we were speaking about, social image. Like, people think that, like, I'm out doing this, doing that all the time. But, like... And like, especially with Snapchat, Snapchat, you can see what people are doing, but you only see what they're doing for like 30 seconds a day. And people think that's what you're doing all day, but you have to balance out like family. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, especially like when I first started working this summer and having a full-time job, I was working seven days a week and like, it was hard to balance. You know what I mean? Like my family life, like my, my girlfriend life at the time, you know what I mean? And you just have to find that, like that happy balance. But once you do, like, it's phenomenal. You know what I mean? Like you're able to balance that image and being able to be with your friends and work and being with your family and being what's like most important. And like, it takes a while to figure out what's most important. You kind of want to be selfish and go have fun, but then you want to be relating back to what we were speaking, like care for others, you know? Mm. So you just have to, it, it's a fine line that always moves, but as soon as you try to get like critiqued and nice and nice and smooth with it, it's clean. You know and when I mean? you feel, I feel like that's when you're, when you hit that sweet spot, that when you yeah, feel, that's when you feel connected. Yes. And that's truly when you feel like you're doing you. Yeah. And like you just feel confident about what you're doing. Of course. How about you? Because you're a social kid as well. Uh, how? Repeat the question. Real quick. How, <laughs> how you spread like it? Like you know thin, a lot of people, but still give give the give like your your, your homies time, their yeah. due. So it's like <clears throat> it's really difficult. I think that time it's like time management is extremely difficult because it's hard to have like academics a social life and like physical well-being so but facts yeah like choose to extremely yeah you have you honestly if you want to succeed you have to like choose two because it's hard to choose all three so like i just end up so, so honestly sacrificing maybe like school work or something to just have some time to spend with friends or because it's it's impossible it really is and people i think that's like a huge thing it's people think especially teachers which pissed me off. But you just think like you you have to study for twelve hours like you want to succeed. But besides yeah. like the studying for this class, you gotta study for five other classes. And then you have a social life with your friends. Like your friends wanna do stuff and then you don't go out with them or something, you don't hang out with them, they think you're like ditching them, they stop talking to you. Mm. And then you have like things with your family and then you have to work, you know, and it's it's really difficult to balance everything, but sometimes I just honestly take a hit in one of them. So like if I know I'm killing it with my grades then i'll like lean back a little bit and i'll focus more on like talking and being social and like hitting the gym but if i know my grades are slipping then i'll like maybe give up a little bit on my gym time try to speed it up so i could uh study a little more or like spend some time with my friends but like it's like it's three things and you just honestly got to take a hit on one that's how i you feel you could always do your homework in a handstand position <laughs> <laughs> at the gym in a handstand while talking to friends Boom. on the phone perfect <laughs> like hey what's up how are you headstanding a um, quote that's st- that stuck with me i learned it in eighth grade uh mr Tuttlebaum. shout out mike Tuttlebaum. um his dad once told me 
give the busiest person the work that has to be done. So like, for example, what you were speaking about before, like if you have a lot of time to yourself, like, yeah, you can, you'll be able to concentrate on one thing, but if you're busy and you're like, I need to do schoolwork, I need to work out. Mm -hmm. I need to hang out with my friends. You're going to get everything done because you have to get done. Like for example, during basketball season, my grades were the best because I knew I had to do uh, go to practice. So I had to get my homework done. I had to go see my friends. You know what I mean? Comparatively to somebody who doesn't have that many responsibilities, they're like, oh, maybe I'll do my homework in four hours. Uh, maybe I'll do it right before I go to sleep. Mm -hmm. uh, this, that. It's, you know what I mean? It's yeah. that momentum. Momentum, exactly. But it's something you busy. learn through experience, I think. Yeah. Like putting yourself through that. That's why I think it's so important. Like freshman year, I really wanted to learn that lesson for myself. So I was mm -hmm. like, you know what? I'm just going to do as much as possible. And then like through that and like through that suffering, that you go through, I think you start to like learn how you really handle those situations yeah, yeah. and what you have to do. So it's a lot of experience. No, definitely. Some and my favorite quote. We were speaking about quotes before. My favorite quote is uh, what is it? <laughs> um, favorite quote. Yeah, I know. No, everybody's always fighting a battle you know nothing about. Mm. So, like for example, True. like you're speaking about your friends, they'll get mad at you because you're not hanging out with them. Mm -hmm. You think that you're not making time with them because you don't want to hang out with them, but like you're dealing with responsibilities. Mm -hmm. I need to go hang out with my aunt. Like she may be a little sick. I need to go help my mom with I something. Need to work. I need to work. I yeah. need to make money to pay bills. Like mm -hmm. not everybody, not that people don't have responsibilities, but like, especially you and me, like we have relatively good amount of responsibilities. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So like sometimes I've, I've experienced that where friends will get mad at me and be like, Oh, why aren't you making time for me? It's like, I'll show you what I've been doing all day. Like I, like I barely have time for myself. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Sometimes you have to be selfish in that aspect and like they'll understand but that's where communication comes in. You know, mm -hmm. communication is so vital. Friendships, relationships, you know what I mean? Everything. It's Work. like an airplane, man. You got to yeah. put your mask on before you yeah, put someone exactly. else on. You got to help yourself <laughs> no before joke. you can help anyone else. Yeah. yeah. The pace of life moves so quickly here. Yeah, it's absurd. It's insane. As soon as one thing drops out of your schedule, something else fills it up immediately. Mm -hmm. There's always something to be doing. Yeah. yeah. And something that, like, that I've really been trying to focus on is not to stress out about those things. That's why, like, I, I never really stress out much. Because it's gonna happen no matter what, you know. Like time's gonna go on, like regardless. Like, don't so you don't have to spend too much time overthinking or stressing out. Why aren't, don't people like me? Like, are those friends really gonna be with you in ten years? Mm. You know, like uh, I just got a seventy on my accounting exam. True story. But like, is that gonna matter in like fifty years from now? No. You know, when I'm rich as hell in a bathtub watching TV <laughs> or something, like doing a handstand. No. Yeah, doing a handstand. <laughs> No, it's not going to matter. So it's like, don't stress. But like life's going to continue going regardless, you know. So you just kind of got to go with it. Something being in the real world, um, not going to school anymore. Well, granted, I still have to study for Equinox. We have like an in-house education <laughs> system. But like something I've realized is not caring about people that weren't like your direct friends. You know what I mean? Like after I graduated, like I tried hanging out with this kid during the summer and it took me like two weeks. Like I always have something like. I put my time and effort into what's important for me. You know, I'll, I'll work, I'll be with my family, I'll be with my close friends. And then like those people that you wouldn't see all the time, like they're not as important to you. So like, it's just concentrating and like leveling out what's important to you and what's not. Mm -hmm. And like what you were saying before, like what really matters, you know? Mm -hmm. And not stressing the little things. Exactly. Yeah. I can't remember where I heard this. Oh, it was actually that, uh, that commencement speech, wear sunscreen. I think you know yeah, this one, yeah. right? He was saying, um, Stressing over your problems is like trying to solve an algebra equation by chewing bubblegum. It will not help at all. Yeah. Stress, like just stressing over something but not taking the action, it, like it, it just beating yourself up for nothing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I think too? I think that that social networking part of college is totally underrated. <sighs> like, like that is like, teachers act like that is like something that like, 
that's recreation. Like that's your shit for fun. But meanwhile, like that's the shit that's gonna like it's gonna matter. Yeah, that's really gonna pay it's off. It's not what you know, college. it's who you know. It's yeah. All the, all throughout life. It doesn't matter what you know, but if you know the right people, you're gonna make it anyway. Exactly. Literally for me it started in eighth grade. So mm-hmm. seventh grade there's this kid named Chris Kowalk. Shout out Chris Kowalk. I haven't seen you in like ten years. But in eighth grade, I mean seventh grade, he had a party. I wasn't invited to it. I wasn't a cool kid. You know what I'm saying? And then eighth grade I got invited to it and I met a bunch of people, like Aaron, all them, we we all hung out. Became popular, right? So then eighth grade, I like that, you know, that I knew a lot of people. Not that I was like popular, everybody knew me, but like I was able to make more friends. And then same thing with high school. And I was like, I want to know as many people. I want to like connect with as many people. And then like transition to college. I knew a lot of people. I, I played basketball. I had three jobs, the clubbing thing. Like I met so many people and like I want to continue that level, mm-hmm. level, level where like now I'm in Equinox. I want to meet as many people. The city of Boston, I want to be, you know what I'm saying? And it gets to a point where like, my bad, it gets to a point where like I want to be known everywhere. Mm-hmm. To relate back to motivating as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm. That's my goal. Absolutely. But That's I feel like goal. also at the same time, like if you look at the seasons, like you, you go outward and then like win like summer you go outward, winter you gotta come inward. Like there's gotta mm-hmm. be some mic time too. Of at course, the same time. of course, of course. Hell yeah. Like you gotta relax for yourself. You know, it's not like we we've been preaching, like you have to be selfish sometimes. Mm-hmm. And like not even just like social media aspect, like even with like family, like so you ever have that moment where like your mom's like bugging you and you're like, Mom. Leave me alone for a little bit. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, no disrespect to your mom. I love my mom. But, like, me time. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Valuable. Exactly. Very valuable. You need to love yourself before you love others, right? Mm-hmm. I think that love for others stems from love for Exactly. Oneself. Exactly. You can't if you don't love yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You honestly can't. You can't, like, show someone you care or anything, like, if you don't know how you operate yourself. Or if you don't know, <clears throat> your like, your identity and yourself, how you're going to help other people. Yeah. You really can't. So it's all about finding out your identity. And that's why, like, I love college so much, you know. And yeah. that's what I think is the most important. Like, out of everything, academics, cool, whatever. But, like, the process or the journey throughout, like, developing your identity in college is so important. And it's, like, not something a lot of people give attention to. But I think it just makes everything. Because, mm. like, finding out who you are, like, throughout life is just gonna help you with everything because you you know how you operate you know what ticks you off you know like how like your strengths your weaknesses how you can help uh push someone else and you know your struggles and you know how you've overcome them overcome them Ugh, voice crack <laughs> so it's like it's just so important and that's like my goal in the future is honestly to like send people to college like have a scholarship or something to send people to college just because i think it's so important that that mm-hmm. journey that's just going to push you towards knowing who you are and like uh, how you operate and just your identity is just so valuable. Of course. Yeah. Springboarding off that one time, my friend Andrew said, shout out Andrew Marquisio. <laughs> my friend group. And I think it's true of everyone at this table as well. He says like, if you took any of us and dropped us in a school in Utah, Colorado, anything like it's not, you're not going to be a different person because you have a definitive idea and knowledge of who you are. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of kids who, if you drop them there, all of a sudden they're like oh shit what's cool what's the easiest mm-hmm. thing to be and they look around and they grab onto that and that's who they are because they're just followers they don't yeah. they've never taken that time to really mm-hmm. dive inward and say what am i about like what exactly. do i stand for mm-hmm. yeah what do i like to do a lot of people don't even know what that like well i say to a lot of people it's like what do you, like what do you like to what's the most enjoyable thing you like to do and people are like uh, i don't know I don't know <laughs> it's like, like how do you do? not know <laughs> yeah. what you yeah, like right? to do yeah. man like what are you smiling when you're doing oh, yeah Dude, that's what college teaches you. And coming from high school, I had such an ass backwards idea 
of what college would be like. And I feel like everyone does because they paint this picture that it's just like extended school. Mm-hmm. You know, there's more classes, more homework, and it's harder. But it's nothing like that. You, it, I feel like it's so, looking back, it's so vital and it's really changed a lot about who I am or at least allowed me to find who I am. Mm-hmm. Because it not only, like the classes, honestly, I feel like, I've about 25% of what I've learned here has been in the classroom. Mm-hmm. The rest has all been through experience. Yeah, experience mm. and and just going through this social experience with everyone else here where you want to learn and it eventually it gives you that drive to want to be the best person that you can be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's so valuable. Especially yeah. when you're surrounding yourself with the right people, like exactly. people who are just going to push you towards being a better person and that's that's so important and yeah. like surrounding yourself with the right people is extremely important so oh, yeah. that's why i love traveling you learn different cultures mm. college you meet people that aren't just in your town you mm. know tribalization mm. yes exactly and you meet so much like you learn you're not like in this one little area you learn everybody's stories that's why i love like, speaking to people like this mm. like, i love this shit you know yeah, what i'm saying right? i'm learning about you like i thought i knew a lot about y'all mm. which, which i did but like now within like this hour you know what I'm saying it's growth even more. Dude, yeah. That's why this podcast is a blessing. Yeah, I know. I love this shit. <laughs> just like lets you sit down and like just, yeah. you just dig into it with people yeah. who you never usually would. And yeah. it's like, mm. it's awesome, man. You get to know people. Just like because you're like, oh, podcasts. Like we're going to talk into mics for an hour. It gives you the reason to yeah. sit down. Like and you wouldn't talk. usually do this. Yeah. And yeah. talking face to face is becoming like a, a dead uh, thing. Yeah. Like, how many people do that? It's all through uh, right, yeah. Twitter, Absolutely. Twitter, Facebook, like FaceTime sometimes yeah. that's okay, but it's like talking, fa- like sitting down Eye with contact. someone and talking mm. to them and looking at them is just how many people do that? You know, how yeah. many people develop that skill to be able to talk to someone? A lot and of people don't do that; they just feel comfortable behind a computer screen. Dude, exactly. Yeah. And not only I think do you learn a lot about other people, like I've learned so much about you two mm-hmm. for this episode. But every time I look back on an episode, I learn so much more about myself too. Mm-hmm. Of course, you like I learn all my ticks. I mean, how many times have I fucking said like this episode? Yeah. <laughs> every sentence, you know? It, and I didn't realize that about myself until we started doing the podcast and I looked back and I'm like, holy shit, I can't speak. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's crazy too. Like, I've learned a shit ton about myself, even though it's been an hour. I feel much more comfortable, like, speaking to you guys. Not that I wasn't uncomfortable, but, like, even, like, some people think, like, same thing, like, what you were saying, like, oh, you're Mike, you're Lucas. You can speak in front of everybody. When we started this episode, my heart was racing, you know what I'm saying? But, like, mm. now I'm nice and calm. This is normal mm. conversation. It all just melts away. It melts, and it melts away. Talking. And we're just talking. You know what I mean? So like, forget the cameras. Some there. people are like, oh, you're supposed to be great at this. It's like, nah, I never mm-hmm. do this before. You know what I mean? But it's cool. I feel confident. Hell yeah. Like, I could do this again. Yeah. So feature me another episode, right? Please, <laughs> please come back. Guys, this was an awesome yeah. episode. Thank you guys for joining us. Of course. Really. Thank you. Thank you so much. Of course, fellas. Well, well episode 007 in, in the, the books. Bag. Hey, <laughs> guys, guys. Thank you very much. Right. Thank you. It's been real. Appreciate it. Good shit, boy. Good time. Ooh, baby. These cameras are right about to go out. Hey.
Oh! <laughs>